You ready? Take them. This is the Three Ring Podcast. What's going on, everybody? This is the Three Ring Podcast. Welcome back. Uh, go ahead and apologize last time that the audio quality was absolutely trash, but, you know, we had already recorded it, and so we uh, decided to just go ahead and put it out there and hope for the best, but uh, we will circle back and maybe re-record that episode after we get a few more out, but uh, today we're... Uh, man short we don't have the the legend himself Kiefer with us just me and Jesse here but uh on today's episode we are going to talk about our mine and Jesse's top three tips for off season because it's I mean technically it's right around the corner I mean early goose season's less than a month away now but uh you know we're all thinking it we're all all of our minds have shifted to it we're ready to get after it make sure you're ready before it's time so jesse why don't you start us off and uh you tell us what your top tip is number one or you want to go from i guess there's really no chronological order for no uh so my number one tip for off season is going to be kind of what I've been getting into this summer uh, and that's that's just uh, calling and for me I've I've always kind of watched Colton call and tried to learn it before I really get in there and start blowing the ducks out but uh, I hunted hunted by myself a couple of times last year and just kind of figured out hey you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get this stuff down and that's that's been my main focus uh for this off season is just uh learning how to call ducks i've been listening to a lot of youtube videos and uh, making sure my making sure everything sounds like it should yeah and that was that's how i learned how to call is i the, I had a buddy that got me into it when we were younger, and whenever, uh, you know, he he was a few years older than me, so he got married, had a baby, started oversleeping a little more, and looking back on it now, I mean, I, I was beating on his door at 4 o'clock in the morning trying to get, because I wanted to go so bad, but I was just a teenager, didn't know no better, and I'm sure he understands that now if he's listening, but... uh now that I got kids and stuff, that was uh, not a good thing. I, I'm lucky he didn't come out and meet me with his shotgun that he had to go hunting with. But whenever he, uh, I mean, life comes at you. So, I mean, whenever it, it kind of changed for him, he wasn't getting to go as much or whatever. So it's like, all right, well, if you want to keep doing what you love to do here, you're going to have to figure it out. Like, you know, if you want to go as much as you possibly can, and I've tried to get it through some of these guys that do hunt with me, is I may not always be around. And Kiefer was here for when I moved to North Dakota, and guess how many times he hunted while I was in North Dakota? Yeah, and that's kind of that's kind of what I figured out last year. We was on opposite schedules. Uh, the only person I've really, the only person I've duck hunted with is Colton and Kiefer. 
so I, I figured out pretty quick that if I'm gonna have to get this stuff pegged down and kind of learn it and so that's been my main focus is just kind of get that cadence down and making sure everything sounds right uh, learning how to breathe like breathing's a big thing with calling too you can blow to your guts fall out but if you're not breathing you ain't gonna keep going that's when you're gonna squeak that's when you're gonna mess up or whatever yeah and I've 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 come a long way since last season uh, I feel like uh, with with uh, the duck call and the goose call uh, like I'm, I'm pretty new to this stuff so I've really been kind of leaning on Colton to kind of guide me through what I'm doing uh, and just watching YouTube videos. and Well, I'm no professional by no means. I just happen to be the better one of the group. Well, for this area, I'd say you're one of the top. Well, that's not hard. <laughs> you got all ten of us at the same boat ramp. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that's a, I mean, even though I do know how to call and I've called in ducks, you know, far and wide or whatever, uh, one of my biggest tips for for you on the off season and practicing is like you know if you don't have multiple calls that's fine but like i have you know most of us we have multiple calls so keep one in your truck like there is always one in my truck so keep one in your truck that is where you learn how to like if you're trying to get a certain cadence down or something like that or whatever, now you'll learn as your ear gets better for it that when you're practicing in the truck, it doesn't sound the same as when you step out of that truck. So that can throw you off when you're trying to fine tune things. But as far as learning how, you know, getting that cadence down, learning when to take a breath, all that stuff or whatever, it, uh, the truck is a great time because uh, I mean still pay attention to the road but well uh, so whenever I had my job changed I, I went from driving about two minutes to work till about 30 35 some days so I'm just heading down the interstate just calling my head off and I figure if anybody looks over and wants to know what I'm doing they'll probably think I'm hitting a vape or something so yeah it's normal i mean that or smoking a crack pipe i yeah. mean it just depends on what color you call you gotta guess but that's where i have actually done most of my practices uh yeah the wife usually, the wife usually appreciates you practicing there instead of in the house as you can see like there's calls sitting on my counter now i'll walk by and just randomly shower down on and the, the young old look at Dad, hush. Yeah, I was looking at that cut down in there. I was like, I'm going to start blowing on this thing while you're setting all this up. It is, uh, that has been something different, is learning how to blow a cut down versus what I'm used to blowing, which is, uh, I still blow just a, what is it, a Haydale's Cajun Squealer. It's like, when I first started buying them, they were like $11. Now they're like 22 or something but uh it's a double read and so i was like i want to try to learn how to blow a single read and then i started looking into these cut downs and i'm like well if i'm gonna have to learn how to blow a single read like 
let's go ahead and throw a cut down in there with it. And boy, that was a culture shock. I mean, I had to completely learn how to re-blow a duck call from what I knew. I tried that thing out last year, and I couldn't even get a sound out of it. <laughs> yeah. It, when I say I had to learn how to quack again, I had to learn how to quack again because I couldn't even quack on one. I'm sure somebody will listen to this and be like, oh, you're crazy. But I, I've, because I've blown that, that a double read and things like that for so long and didn't have a lot of guidance back when I was learning how to blow a call, uh, it... I have I have formed some really bad habits, but hey, whatever works for you. Like I'm, I'm really you're not supposed to grunt into a good duck call, and I'm I'm bad to grunt in one to get the sound I want it to make, to get the depth. But uh, yeah, it just just practice it when you can. Now I will say uh, I'm kind of the same way. I'll sit there and I'll grunt into that thing just to kind of hit just kind of a slightly different note and until you said that I didn't realize you wasn't supposed to because I kind of you know I mean yeah it's it's, it's supposed to come from your gut and it's supposed to be that like like everybody says fogging up like the mirror or whatever like that hot air but I'm that's kind of I get some of my raspiness through my throat, which you're not supposed. I understand you're not supposed to do it, but hey, if you're calling in ducks, who who cares? Well, so far you've been the only one that I've seen that can get them in the spread, which I've only hunted with you. But I can imagine there's probably a lot of people that have a hard time doing that. I I kind of get my raspiness from from grunting too, and I mean, to me, what you say in the truck's probably not a good place to or it, it is a good place but the sound is a little different yeah. when i'm going down the road it sounds good to me and so. another great tip is going down the road or out in your yard i still do it to this day as uh whether i'm at home by myself or whatever is i'll turn my phone on and record myself several times not just one time do it three four or five times and go back and listen to yourself listen all right i i hit that note a little too hard or whatever and like one tip i gave jesse the other day was you know you can look up duck calling online or whatever and there is a plethora of youtube videos about it but the other thing is because i've got one little note that i'm sure other people do too but i've never heard anybody do it and it is called in a lot more and i learned it from listening to live sounds of live ducks like you know listening to a big float of you know a couple thousand sitting out there and you'll you'll be able to hear and pick out that that hen that hen that's trying to call one in that's circling around or whatever and you know you'll hear that and you you just mimic it i mean that's all you're doing just whether it's the note the length changing up the cadence changing up the speed whatever and that's that's where i kind of got my notorious note from was listening to live ducks and like hey that sounded really cool that was that that set that duck sound set apart from all the other sounds that i was hearing 
I don't know if this is correct or not, but whenever I really started feeling confident uh, in mine is whenever I would just hammer down on that thing. And, you know, whenever whenever I started kind of a little bit nervous, you kind of want to be like a little on the quiet side, be like, just oh, yeah. in case Everybody somebody hears does. you or something. Yeah. But if you just get on that thing and just hammer down on it, and then tune it back to to what sounds good, oh, which, yeah. which I'm a new duck caller, so I don't know if that's correct, but that's that's what's made me feel a little bit more confident in it. Well, I mean, you got to find the range too. Like, you got to find that range of you got to learn how to get down on it when you can or need to, and reach out there and touch them. But you got to, you know, them they get them wingtips down and them feet come out. But they're still about fifty yards out there. You still want to get, you still want to give them a little something sometimes to coax them to come all the way in, whether you know, ten yards from you, right in the spread, on the water. That's that's where you shoot them. We are the water slot kings. Yeah, we're gonna change the name of the, the we're gonna change the name of the podcast to the Water Swatters. But, uh, I think we covered calling pretty good. I'll give one of mine tips now. Uh, a big one for me, because I'm like, I feel like I'm like the gear guy of the group. So, I feel like it's a big one for me, and everybody's got that one in their group. Is And if you don't, you're hunting solo, well, you're still the gear guy. Which, we do all do solo hunting but when we get us all together and as far as gear goes guys you know check your decoys uh they've been hanging in the shed for nine months make sure you ain't got no broken clips make sure you got all your weights heck i i usually get mine i've usually done done it by now but things in life is kind of been complicated but is I'll get mine out and I'll just rinse them off of the garden. They've been hanging in the shed or whatever for, you know, nine months or whatever. So I'll get out and I'll rinse them off with a garden hose or whatever I need to do. But, yeah, is make sure all your, just make sure all your stuff's together, you know. Uh, some, you know, check to make sure your plug ain't broken your gun. Check you know, if you got a boat, obviously you're gonna have to do maintenance on the boat. If you don't, ain't like me, I use mine 12 months out of the year, so it stays pretty, uh, pretty well maintained. It just got back from the shop. That's a, that's an update. Did get it in the shop and got it fixed, so ready to get it out ripping, do some scouting. But uh, yeah, you know, as you know. Open up your blind bag. The you know don't wait till the day before your first hunt. You know make sure you got everything. Make sure you know because if you haven't been practicing your duck calls, make sure you know where your calls are. Make sure you know where your shells are. You should have done been making sure you have enough shells. You know we uh, me and Jesse are pretty good for it. You know we usually go into the season with all the shells we need for the season. We've done bought them throughout the off season, but. I know at my house I have at least 12 boxes of bird shot, well, duck shot. Yeah. 
And another thing, uh, check your blind bag because the worst thing you can do is get out there opening day and not have uh, the equipment that you need and dig in the bottom of that bag also and find last year's Twinkie. Oh yeah, find in an old moldy honey that bun. That's always fun. Or be upset for me. I, I found a can of snuff in mine that was nine months old and I'm like, well crap, I let a can of snuff go bad. What the heck? That's only about seven dollars. Yeah. It was six dollars when I left it in there. <laughs> but yeah, just just check your gear. I mean they're I mean duck hunting it doesn't require a lot, but most of us we use a lot. Like I know for me one of mine is uh the motion duck spreader. You know, I get it out, make sure it's all going together good, make sure there ain't no grit in the joints or anything. Make sure none of the bungees are broke. Make sure none of the bungees. I use a lot of jerk rig. I'm big on motion on the water, so I make sure all my jerk rigs are put together. They're all they're not knotted up and in tangles or whatever. Or make sure all the strings good on it. That it's not out there gonna break on you open in the morning. Change the batteries in your mojos if you use them. You know, make sure they're still working or they've just sat there. I got something to add on that jerk rig I just thought about. Last year, I hunted by myself. Uh, I had to walk way back into the spot. And another bonus tip here is don't get lazy. Because last year, I always got Kiefer there to set up our jerk rig. And he does a fantastic job. I set this one up, first time I've ever pulled it out of the bag, set it up. I had some ducks that didn't quite want to work in like I needed them to. And uh, I just threw that thing up real quick, just in a hurry. And I left the string kind of up above the water just slightly. And I couldn't see it from where I was. But every time I jerked that string, it'd jump up about six inches and come down and smack the water. And I couldn't get a duck to come in the rest of the day. So just don't get lazy. And whenever you go to set it up, just pay attention to everything you're doing. The devil's in the details. Another one for gear is if you buy something new in the off-season, don't wait till opening morning to try it out. Get, no matter what it is, open it up. Get it out of the box. Figure out how it works. If it's a new blind, and you know you don't want to open in morning and be like yeah guys i bought this great new blind or whatever uh during the off season or whatever i'll bring my my new blind we'll try it out and then you get out there and you have no clue how to put it together uh, just save everybody the headache and the time to where you can stay focused on what you need to another big one for me and i'm we're all guilty of it is if you have a spot in your shed in your garage in a building whatever it is that you store your decoys and stuff on your last hunt of the year you we're all bad to just we're wore out we've just we have grinded away for the past you know however many days don't just throw the decoys in don't throw them in, just throw them in the building and then be like, ah, you know, I'll, I'll get those straightened out next week. I just want to go in here and 
relax or whatever, go ahead and do it. So then you know it's good for the next nine months or whatever till you six months or however long till you're ready to take it back out and start getting ready again. That'll save you a lot of headache. That's why I'm kind of big on them slotted bags you was asking me last year. I know a lot of people that still even still even with Texas rigs run slotted bags. Well, whenever I get them cleaned up and throw them down in that slotted bag, I know they're going to be good whenever I pull them out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that's about all I got as far as gear goes. Getting ready. I mean, this is all things we all know, but maybe if you hear somebody talk about it, you will be more likely to, hey, you know, them idiots down there in North Carolina are right. I should... I should get my stuff out and take a look at it. I do the same thing whenever I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to everything from uh, duck hunting to uh, goose hunting to traditional bow hunting. I listen to a little bit of everything. uh, And there's a lot of stuff that I just don't think about until I'm driving down the road and hear somebody say it. And I'm like, you know, I ain't even thought about that since last year so yeah I mean it happens to all of us life life gets in the way got families got to get stuff done I mean you know just like us recording this podcast you just got to fit it in when you can I was at a my youngin's football game first football game he's ever played this morning and then had to come home and get the yard mowed because I haven't mowed it in a couple weeks because of the other stuff going on so, but that is mine on gear. What's your next one? I'll go ahead and jump in on shooting. Uh, everybody kind of knows this as well, but you got to stay on top of that, especially during the off season. Uh, early goose uh, is right around the corner. Uh, Dove season's right around the corner. Right around the corner. That's kind of a great time to to kind of. I mean, you you want to be ready early, and you want to stay on your game from last year. The worst thing you can do is scout the perfect spot, get your, all your gear together, and get out there and not be able to hit anything. Which is kind of kind of where we was the the first time we we went. I mean, y'all are killing them. Uh, we've all been there where we couldn't even hit water if we fell out of a boat. We had one duck circle, which it, it was, uh, I don't know what kind of duck it was. I don't know if we ever figured that out, but it was a fast duck. And I think I, after my 10th shell, I said, I ain't shooting at that thing anymore. Oh, yeah, that first time. I remember that spot. Yeah. yeah. And it yeah. was kind of a spot where you couldn't really... They didn't really seem to want to work in there, but they was interested in what we had going on. So it they just kind of float right there, right there on the line of where where you could feel comfortable shooting at them. But oh this yeah, one was, remember we hunted just about. That's a good tip on spots is if you find an area that's got ducks, just because they're not wanting to work in or whatever that day. You might need to just change locations, but the same area. We went, I mean, as a crow flies, that was 
100 yards, maybe. Yeah, I'd say about 100 yards. We moved 100 yards to another point, and a couple, like, the next time we went hunting that place, and we absolutely we threw the smack down on them that day. I mean, it's a different day, different conditions, but uh, we've hunted that same spot several times. It is great when you got new ducks in migration. We don't get a lot of that, so it works great then. But then once the ducks are here and they get a little stale, you get back to all, hunting all local birds, then uh, we kind of have to change up our tactics. But those couple of weeks there, when we do get a little bit of migration, you can guarantee we're going to be there. And as far as shooting goes, my tip on that is, you know, not all, I'm not that way either. I don't have a, a you know, a big place I can go shoot skeet or whatever. I got to go to a local shooting club thing or whatever, you know. And not all your shooting clubs allow, uh, allow you to shoot skeet or whatever. But if you get online, the way our things now are nowadays, you can find somewhere. Like, how far is that place we go? It's probably 45 minutes. So, I mean, even when I go shoot skeet, it's a it's a 45-minute drive just to go do that. And between the shells and the cost to run the course, it is about 50 to 70, I can't remember, 50 or 75 bucks for everything. So yeah, I mean, I understand it can get a little pricey, but last year was the first year that me and Kiefer really went and done that before uh, before season come in. Like we did, we went a few times during the off season, and just the very few times that we went during the off season, it I I can't even begin to describe how much of a difference it made, and it it you will be thanking yourself come season when you're taking shots that you yes we do take other shots than water swaps but sometimes they won't sometimes they won't quite just hit the water but i'm all about efficiency when they're on the water i can hit them that's a that's another thing last year that i noticed uh i didn't i didn't really take uh the time that that Kiefer and Colton did to kind of practice before season. And I was pretty rusty. I mean, we I used to shoot uh, competitions, and I got out of those. Uh, I probably hadn't picked up my shotgun since the season before, so that's kind of why I'm kind of an advocate of it this year because I was watching these guys just lay them down, and I was just taking the ones I could off the water. Well, I'll tell you, I've been hunting with Kiefer for years, right? And when we went and shot skeet, I was like, "What? What's going on here?" He's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Dude, you are a great skeet shooter. Why can't you hit a duck?" <laughs> I'm like, "You are, you." I said, "My score, my score reflects my shooting duck hunting. Yours does not." And we went a couple of times, and every time, I mean, we're talking like out of a hundred rounds, he was. By the end, by the time season come in, he was in the 80s. He was in like he was like 85, 87, something like that. He was in the mid to high 80s out of 100. I'm like, 
me down here, I was pretty happy when I broke. The first time I went, it was horrible. It was the first time I ever shot skeet with that new gun. And did you make it over 50? No. First no. first time I did not. Shot like a 46 or a 47. But the thing is, is if you go more than once, you can see yourself get better. Like, you can see it go up two or three. Hopefully, if you learn anything, if you pay any attention, you know, you'll, you'll learn that lead. And I think that was the biggest thing for me is doing that out of all the years I've been duck hunting, that right there, doing that two or three times, four, how many, five times I did it in the off season, that taught me lead better than anything I could have done. That was Keeper shooting his 870 like he normally hunts with? Yeah. Yeah, okay. he shot it. Yeah, uh, he shot it. And the other thing to remember is we were shooting you know we're gonna shoot what we hunt with when we go do this so yes i could have put an improved cylinder in or something like that and or even a modified and done a lot better but i said no i'm not hunting with a modified or whatever i'm gonna shoot my full choke at skeet and so even the guys at the clubhouse when they seen Kiefer score and they're like you shot that with a full choke and he's like yeah so you know it's uh just like everything else you if it's what you love and what you want to do sometimes you got to make time for when it's not hunting season for it and it's fun to do i mean i've played a couple rounds of golf and it's fun and everything but to me that's going out and shooting skeet like that and doing that course that's my golf that's what i like to do i'm not a golfer i tried that out uh we went with, I uh, told you, we went with the company I work for now. Yeah. Oh, man, I was, I was horrible at that. <laughs> yeah, my dad took me a couple months ago, and uh, he was able to get me to where I could at least stay on the inbounds, I guess you'd say, because <laughs> before it was just, I had more slice than Kimbo slice. Well, I, I tell you what my problem was, is I'd hit the ball, and I could never see where it went. So I don't know if I was doing good or doing bad. Well, I'm starting to see a connection here between your vision. I'm, you are getting better at seeing ducks, but... I, I've... Yeah. I think my vision is going bad. But Yeah, there's times we, uh, we're like pointing out ducks or something flying. Jesse's just like, if they're not in the spread, if they're not on the water, I don't care. Now, I spotted a deer at probably 400 yards across the lake, and then Kiefer was like, oh yeah, I see that. And then, probably 10 minutes later, 600 yards across the lake, Kiefer was like, there's a bear right there on that point. And I'm like, there ain't no way you can see that far. And I don't know. Y'all can spot the ducks. Uh, it's just like anything like my wife would be like how do you see deer driving 70 miles an hour down the interstate and I'm like it's not so much that I see the deer it's the, the shape yeah yeah you got that shape and you got the color whenever that's ingrained into your mind you you can pick it out of anything yeah just well, I mean that's the thing with ducks my uncle who goes on one duck hunting trip a year with us he uh he's like well I don't see how y'all see them ducks there. I'm like it ducks flap and fly differently i know what it is 
y'all are used to seeing them ducks 400 yards across the lake just flying by. Yeah. But uh, another thing I was going to mention on shooting. All right, guys, we are going to wrap this one up right there. Uh, this ended up being a little over an hour long, so we've decided to break it into two different parts. This was part one. Tune back in next week for part two on mine and Jesse's off-season tips. Have a good one. It's down. It's way. down. You gotta deal with it. I'll watch these. I think these are all dead, ain't they? Yeah, good enough for me.